From the LiveX studios in New York City, Cheesehead TV brings you two guys who like to think they know something about football. Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to Packer Transplants Live. I am Aaron Nagler, and joining me, as always, is my partner here at Cheesehead TV, Mr. Corey Banky. I'm coming to you live from the podcast studio in Midtown Manhattan. Corey joins us live across the street from Lambeau Field, and we are ready to talk some Packers. What do we have on tap today, Corey? Today, we celebrate the Packers' huge upset win over the Lions, look at the development of Jordan Love, and look forward to a Sunday night showdown with the Chiefs at Lambeau. But right now, it's time for the good, the bad, and the ugly. We got the good, we got the Green Bay Packers. We got the bad, we got short yardage. Yikes. We got the ugly, we got the NFL on Fox, particularly their apparent decision not to give Jordan Love a turkey leg after that game. Absolutely ugly. Hate to see it. Yeah, it was ugly. Disgusted enough. I don't want to talk about it anymore. Made a whole video about it. Go watch that. It was ugly, people. Ugly stuff. You know what's not ugly, though? Lambo feel behind Corey Banky. What's up, Banky? Looking good there in Green Bay. Lambo, la 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 Lambo. Yesterday it was 12 degrees. <laughs> so today it was a little better, a little picked up to 37. So uh, I hope everybody brings your, uh, everybody coming to the game this weekend. Do not trust the weather forecast. It's going to be cold. So it's going to be cold. We got our first real cold spell today in New York. It was lovely. I, I love it. I've been waiting for the cold. I'm really happy to see the cold arriving. I'm, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready. It's the holiday season. Let's do it. Uh, speaking of the holiday season, uh, there are a lot of families out there in Northeast Wisconsin scraping by. Food prices continue to rise. We have partnered with Feeding America Eastern Wisconsin this holiday season, this week in particular, along with Charlie Barons. You see him there on your, on your screen. Say nope to hunger. One buck, one dollar, people, equals four meals. The link to donate is in the description of this video on YouTube. Please, please do what you can to help some folks get fed this holiday season. Do it, people. Um, and then, you know, if you're going to be in the Green Bay area, as I am starting tomorrow, uh, Corey and I are going to be hanging out there at Ridgeview Liquor on Saturday for a Carry the G tasting. That's right. Saturday from noon to 2 p.m. Come on by, grab yourself a Carry the G, get a taste of it, and if you like it, maybe you can buy some bring some home. This Saturday, noon. Buy Ridgeview it. Liquor, you right can, down the street from Corey. Buy it. Let's sell out Ridgeview, people. Come on. Mm-hmm. Let's try. Let's work That's on it. That's what I'm it. talking about. Are you, you actually what? drinking you water? What? I, what the hell is wrong I was, with I you? was drinking a Who little are water you? there, but I was, I'm setting the table. Setting the table, Corey. Oh, yeah. There you go. <laughs> That's mm, kind of like. Oh, Carry the G. Do you know what that is? Like, you know, before you put fertilizer on plants, you're supposed to water them, and then you water them with the fertilizer. That's what you just did right now. You basically took I have some no idea water. What you're talking about? And right then now. you're drinking beer over the water. Who? Well, so there's so water and beer. That's just continuing. You're the, so weird. The, you know, you're such a 50 year old weirdo. Yeah, well, we know that. This is true. This is very true. I'm never going to hear the end of this. I know this. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm finally just kind of leaning into it. What's funny Lord. is, is that I'm not the I'm not a 50 year old weirdo, but I'm way weirder than you. So I don't know what people are talking. This about. This is true. This is so. You're true. like the most normal. But that's probably why we're friends. Me, so. 
Okay. All right. Uh, for anyone who doesn't know what we're talking about, we'll get to it in Blogosphere. So let's get to the hotness, people. Let's roll it. time for the hotness and this week we're actually going to roll the hotness we're going to play it that's right there was a lot to choose from this week that was a game full of hotness for me though it's this play jordan love to christian watson easily christian watson's best game of the year capped off by this touchdown catch let's take a look here the idea they drop the safety down widen out the formation get a one-on-one for christian beautiful throw and look at that catch that's what we've been waiting for, people. Take the end zone angle here. I love the fact that, okay, you're going to show a single high? Yeah, I like Christian in the slot. I'll take it. Beautiful work from everyone involved. That, ladies and gentlemen, that's the hotness right there. I like it. Yeah, it's not bad. It's not bad. Hmm. All right, well, time to get to some Packers news. Starting with, oh boy, the injuries. 15 people on the injury report that was just released by the Green Bay Packers right before we went live, uh, including Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon, Jaden Reed, and Jair Alexander not practicing today. Don't love to see it. Um, Some of them are listed as limited, but uh, many of them, uh, most of these guys that are listed here that I'm talking about, Jones, Dillon, Reed, and Alexander, stayed inside for the majority of practice with the rehab group. So, don't love to see that, but it is early in the week. I know Reed popped up on the injury report late last week, and he ended up playing on Thursday. So it's very early. We'll see how the week progresses for these guys. Um, but, yeah, Packers still banged up. Um, but in one positive development on the injury front, Eric Stokes is designated to return from injury reserve yet again, as he was earlier this Who year. Who is that? Uh, Who's Eric Stokes? Before his four-play four stint in Denver. He's uh, practicing. He is. He's wow, practicing. that's exciting. Actually, I, I don't want to get too twenty-one hyped day it, practice window. I know, mm-hmm. I know. You don't. You. I. I recommend not getting too hyped for it. Yeah. But he is practicing. That's good. I mean, baby steps, that's right? Cool. He'll be out there. Yep. Be out there eventually. Um, James Robinson is back on the practice squad. This guy. I mean, they, okay. So they've had him on the practice squad for like three weeks, and then they let him go, and then they bring him back to the practice squad. And then they signed him to the game day roster and then they cut him. And now they've brought him back to the practice squad. <laughs> I mean, I love this guy. He's an Escher painting with the green Bay Packers, uh, along with Bo Melton, who that news broke after I'd written the script. So I know you're a big, big stickler for uh, getting all the information on the practice squad there, Corey. So Bo Melton yeah. is also back along with James Robinson. Um, and then finally, this piece of news, I thought this was amazing. Um, I guess it makes sense given the Packers brand, but Packers-Lions was the most watched early Thanksgiving game ever. 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 Like but wait, averaging but, okay, but here's the thing. Million. How many times, though, is it an 11-30 game? Isn't it in the past, like when we were growing up, wasn't it like, mm-hmm. uh, like a 4 and a 7? Like they used to have just two games, I thought. Did they, they did just it's only you, been in the always used to have last 10 years they've done three, right? Yeah, NFL Network started producing the nighttime game about a decade yeah. ago. I think you're right there. But no, the the Lions game's always been like the early I think the premium kickoff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got it. Um that's pretty historic. But 
I, I don't know that for certain though. That's a good. That would be a good thing to look up. But I I'm was wondering sure when I saw that. For a long I was time, like, well, how many early... years are we? Yeah, like how many years are we talking, talking about? Right. Like Fifty years, sixty when they say years, twenty it, years, know. fifteen years. You know, yeah. Um, I mean, I I'm not surprised. But it's still, a lot I'm of people not watching. surprised. Like, if you're gonna watch a holiday game, I feel like the Green Bay Packers are like it's the most iconic. Historic... It feels yes. 100%. You're just like, yes. I'm in a snow globe from 1950. <laughs> I want to see Vince Lombardi. You know what I mean? It's just right. like, yeah. Like no matter where you are yeah. in the country, it's so, it's almost like, you know, there's this candle they make that's called, um, there's this candle I, I saw. It's called Grandpa's Chair. Oh my that's God. how the Green Bay yes. Packers are. The Green Bay Packers are the Grandpa's percent. Chair candle of football. <laughs> Put that on a t shirt. Um, I couldn't agree with you more. And I also think I agree that that element is certainly there. I also think the way the Packers came out with a big play and got up early, I think that probably kept televisions on, you know, as far as, oh, the Lions blowing them out. Like that's what everyone expected. Probably doesn't do quite the numbers, the same numbers. But the fact that the Packers got on the front foot and made it a potential upset, I think, that certainly helps. There's no doubt there. All right, let's take a look at the Packers' offense. Speaking of getting up on the front foot, I mean, we talk about it all the time, Corey. We've talked about it ad nauseum, I think, here on this program for good reason because it's the most important thing you can do on offense is protect the quarterback, make things work up front. We saw throughout the entirety, you know, that first two months of the season, especially that four-game losing streak, kind of the issues, the up-and-down play along the offensive front. And, you know, I think – you really want to point to that last Detroit game, not the Thursday the Thursday game against uh, on Thanksgiving, but the game back in prime time where they absolutely wrecked the Packers up front. Aiden Hutchinson in particular completely overwhelmed everything the Packers tried to do. Uh, now, obviously not having Royce Newman in the lineup is a step in the right direction, but I think they had an awesome plan, and they didn't just kind of set – you know, Zach Tom, who had a good game, and he mm -hmm. had his battles with Hutchinson throughout on Thursday, but they had a plan, like every play. Is, well, we always talk about where you start by setting your protection with the, you know, the one guy who you know can absolutely blow up whatever you're trying to do. Take a look at this play where they literally have Josh Myers snap the ball and then go out. Like, they slide the line away from Hutchinson, Myers snaps the ball. First, Hutchinson gets chipped by the tight end. Then Myers comes over, and then A.J. Dillon is there. It's like that's three dudes you're throwing in his way to complete that pass over the middle. And they didn't do, like, specifically that every play or anything, but they yeah. so clearly had a plan for him where we are not going to let him wreck stuff. Like, it's not going to happen this time. And, hey, it still doesn't out, man. Feel not like... only it's a good plan, and it's a good, and it's good execution. When you look at playing time, they still had, you know, a pretty heavy rotation um, between mm -hmm. uh, what Ryan and um, uh, what is and this Runyon. on the stat where it's, yeah, and Runyon. So it's like you still get this sense that they don't really know that fifth guy and how to, you know, that which that it's almost like they have six guys they're moving around and. You know, it doesn't feel like they've solidified the line yet. It feels like they game plan for the Lions, to your point, which I like, right? It's like game yeah. plan for the team that you have. But you can tell we're not really – we're not there yet. We're not there yet. <laughs> I, they're not, I, I but keep it's waiting. encouraging, though, I'm that like, they're producing yeah. at such a high level. 
know what I mean? Yeah, totally. Like you, they don't, they, I think at this point, the competition is bringing out the best in all four dudes. Cause you're talking about the guard, but then also at left tackle with Walker and Nyman, I think, okay, it's not conventional, but it seems to be working. You know, the offense is getting better literally every week. And that kind of coincides with where, when they started doing this rotation. So, I mean, yeah, to your point, I, I do wish they kind of settle on, you know, their quote best five, but like I it's working. Can't argue with the results. I mean, here here here's the thing, right? Here's the thing for this game, okay? The biggest mm-hmm. thing that happened was we got up on the Lions. We talked about this all season. We talked about this especially mm-hmm. as we talked about not nonlinear progression. And the fact mm-hmm. that we were able to to get the ball, right, take take the ball uh, right away, score right away, which that was something that we just have this season not, not done. done. <laughs> Since the oh, Bears game. I like froze. I don't know what happened. I froze. <gasps> oh, no. No, I'm back. Oh, he's I'm back. back. I froze. Back. I don't know what's going on. Somebody's freezing me over here. But uh, the fact that. <laughs> The fact that, you know, we got up on the, on them early is really the story of this game, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, and, Agreed. you know, looking historically at what we've been able to do this season, I'm not really that confident that we can keep doing that. And so I'm waiting for the other <laughs> shoe to drop here. I just, you know, it's just this season, I just don't want to get you my know. hopes up this season. I just don't. Like, everybody's so excited about the playoff opportunities. Like, okay, when it says you're in the hunt – that means you suck. Right. It it does mean you <laughs> suck, okay? Like if you're hunting for the playoffs, you're not any good. Okay? Oh god, that's funny. That's funny. Now, okay, I I agree to a point, but at the same time, it is about how you're playing down the stretch, right? And getting hot at the right time. And you can't deny the Packers are trending in the right way. I'm with you. Like I'm not sitting here. I said it after the game because people were already in the post-game chat talking, oh, playoff picture, blood, whatever. And I'm like, can we just enjoy a big win, please? Because, yeah, there, there's every possibility that, all right, maybe they don't get clobbered, but they get beat by the Chiefs. They don't look as efficient down the stretch, and they maybe meander into something approaching, uh, you know, as a 500 record right at the end of the season. I know you can't be really 500 with 17 games, but you know what I mean, hovering around it as opposed to what seems to be have captured Packers fans' minds at the moment, which is they're going to give the Chiefs a battle, probably going to win that game, then they're going to go on this march through December, and they're going to win everything. Like, hey, that could happen too. I'm not dismissing the possibility. But, man, I'm trying to enjoy these games one at a time because, to your point, Corey, I, I, I don't want the other shoe to drop. And you know, the Packers have kind of set a standard here, and it's about consistency now. Can you do that week after week? And that comes you know, to our second point here. Christian Watson, talk about setting the standard. That's the performance we've been waiting for. And, Corey, you and I talked about it two weeks ago. You know he can do it. We've seen him do it in the past. Now we've seen it do it, him do exactly what we expected him to do in Detroit. He needs to do that every week now because that's who he is. That's what's expected. And, well, and like, that's, that's yeah. just the surface, you know? That's where... Uh, uh, that's where 
I think the biggest the biggest hope that I see for this team right now is in our wide receivers with our quarterback. And two things. One, and we know we're going to get to our quarterback, but the fact that our quarterback mm-hmm. has had all this adversity and that he's getting rid of the ball quicker and that he's mm-hmm. making decisions quicker and that he's got more. You know, this whole thing, I think we said it two weeks ago, where the one benefit of not having a number one wide receiver or a really a number two, right. you have four or five guys all coming up together as equals. Right. And so you have this kind of thing where they've got this vibe together that's really super exciting and they don't have any of the negative aspects of like having a veteran teaching them like that's a good thing to have a veteran. Mm -hmm. Right. But it can also be a negative because you can get bad habits and, you know, it just feels like. The, the the biggest nice hope that I felt for this offense is the fact that you know the our our line somewhat held up had a game plan but then you know our quarterback and our wide receivers really they really are talking to each other and you can kind of I think that's what's getting people most excited in my you know uh, the oh, exciting yeah. progressive things that are happening with the no Green Bay Packers couldn't agree more and I think you know for all the lumps they had to take early in the year you know there was a lot of talk especially when they were struggling on offense about, well, they didn't sign a vet. They didn't bring in a veteran wide receiver to mentor these young guys and all of those things. But it's like, I love that they're all coming up together. And I love that they didn't have to sit behind some aging veteran who's probably just there to get a paycheck and okay. Yeah. Help teach them how to be a pro or whatever, but they're learning those things. They're taking their, they definitely taken their lumps along the way this season. But I love that this group is, like you say, really becoming pretty clearly a damn tight-knit fighting unit all together, all at the same time, and they're only going to get better. They're, the sky's the limit, man. Uh, the offense to all working and gelling and finally kind of even scratching the surface of the potential that we thought we saw this summer. Uh, man, I'm excited. I'm really excited. Um, and then finally on the offensive side, yeah, you, you just alluded to it. Jordan Love, man. I'm in. Like, sign him. I know there's all sorts of timing things regarding like when they can sign him because of the CBA or whatever, whenever they can, they should, you know, I've seen enough. <laughs> I've seen what I need to see. I feel like I'm they not will, sitting though. here. I'm not like sitting here saying like, he's going to be a hall of famer or anything, but like I'm, I'm in on let's go try and win a championship with this kid. Like, I love I love this guy. I feel like they will. I feel like they're they're in on him for a, 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 at least the next contract, right? Right. Yep. Yeah. And look, you've seen kind of the growth over the course of the last month, last four games in particular. And I love this stat that the Packers threw out there this afternoon. First quarterback in Packers history in the hundred plus year history of the franchise. Uh, franchise has had some pretty good quarterbacks. He is the first one ever to have. Three, three touchdown, no interception games within his first 12 starts. Hmm. Uh, sounds pretty promising to me. But at, and at and the I, same look, time, I, well, at the same time, though, yeah. he also, if he, I, I saw some of these stats where if you compare him to Rogers first starts, they're literally identical. Yeah, they're very similar. Like literally the it yards are spooky. like the same. TDs are the same. It's crazy. Right. Yeah, it's like a I think spooky first twelve starts or something. It's like something I can't remember the right. stat, but I mean it's it's crazy spooky. People were showing that. I was like, damn, that's crazy. And everybody considered Rogers not very good his first. You know what I mean? Like it it was like you right. know because we had far. Well, he was, he was good. It was yeah. just they didn't win a lot. They only won six games, and you know some of those where he got them a lead, and then the defense gave it up. 
I mean, he had his ups and downs. It was funny, though, because I remember after the Raiders game, right, where Jordan threw that interception and Twitter was ablaze. And God bless whoever runs the Twitter account, Jordan Love Bookmarks. And they had gone back uh, and gotten tweets literally from, I think it was Roger's fourth game, where he threw a bad pick at the end and Twitter was like, oh, this guy's not Favre and get rid of this bum and all that stuff. It's like, man, it really is true detective out here with the Green Bay quarterbacks. It's like time is a flat circle, I tell you. And the same people who wanted Rodgers gone probably all want Love gone now. But he's doing well, and I think they I think they got their guy. I'm in on let's, – let's give him a contract extension. Let's ride. Let's go. Uh, let's switch over to the defensive side of the ball. Um, we've heard a lot about Rashawn Gary for good reason. Uh, Preston Smith keeps bringing it week after week. Kenny Clark, I think these last two weeks have been his best ball of the year, no question about it. But the guy that I think is quietly really starting to ascend is Carl Brooks. I mean, hmm. going back and watching the tape of this kid uh, on Thursday, he's legit, man. Like, I like Wooden, you know, his fellow third-day pick there along the D-line, and I think Van Ness is doing some nice stuff, but, man, Carl Brooks is legit right now. Like, he is contributing, and he's getting better every time he's on the field. And he really – there's very little drop-off when he's in there. Like, in the past, we've seen when they've had these rotations up front, you know, the – what's his name? He plays with Denver now. Some of these D-linemen who would come in, and it was like, okay, they give you some workman-type reps, but – Nothing, certainly nothing spectacular, barely kind of functional. That's gone, right? Now they have a, a legit rotation with with Brooks and Wyatt and some of these guys that are playing alongside Kenny Clark and Rashawn Gary, et cetera. Man, Brooks is a guy to watch. I, I love this kid, and I think they got a fucking steal in the draft getting him on day three. Well, and it, it goes to back to what we were talking about and how this team is built, right? It's like this team is built to yes. get a lead up front. Yes. Get the lead, and then pin your ears back and go after the quarterback. Release the hounds! And when we we can release the hounds, we have a defensive line that can go up against pretty much anybody in the league, which is really incredible. I mean, that's one of the best lines they're going to face all year on Thursday. I mean, especially those tackles. They were feasting. So, yeah. But if, if you know, is, if you, you know, have a lead on us and now you're running against us. You can run the ball. Yeah. Mm. Oh, good. now we need to tackle? Mm. Mm. Tackling. <laughs> we need to shed What's blocks that? and tackle? That does, mm. not, no. does not compute in Green Bay. Um, uh, you know, speaking of tackling and poor tackling efforts, Jonathan Owens did not look good against the Chargers last week. But you give that kid a short week, get him out there on Thanksgiving, Holy Toledo, what a performance. And not just, I mean, the obvious heads-up play of taking that ball off the carpet and running it into the end zone, well done there. But, man, he was everywhere, and he was physical as hell, and he was getting guys on the ground. They were not getting yards after contact. They were not, you know, making him miss the tackle. He had, I mean, talk about a complete 180. Just had to give Jonathan Owens a shout-out because I know – a lot of hand-wringing after that really poor performance against the Chargers, highlighted by that really embarrassing play where he misses the tackle on the tight end for a touchdown. I mean, that's how you respond, man. Let's hope we see more of that because he was he was really good on Thanksgiving. And then finally, uh, you've been waiting for this one, Corey. I know it. i got to give Joe Barry credit. 
Oh, give him credit. Shit. To your point, can't believe got, it. Got to your point, Corey. Yes, it helps when you get a lead, and because that's how the defense is built, right? Is how it's designed. But I thought he called a really good game. He kept, especially considering the fact that he had, I mean, a ton of youth on the backside, and you know he didn't overload pressure. He didn't send a lot, but when he did, it was it was pretty effective, and he clearly kept golf off balance as far as the yeah. picture, right? Yep. He did a nice job of mixing it up. Some man, a lot of zone, but never like the same zone twice. And he really had golf seeing ghosts and not trusting what he saw. And when he did, by the time he figured it out, the rush was there. Because there's, the guys um, up front were doing work. So there's, we, t- we talked about it last week, but there's two things that the Packers defense does really well. And the number one thing that they do, which they're now in inside the top 10 is, you know, not allow people to score a lot of points, which I know you might point at <laughs> and be like, ah, whatever. The second kind of compelling thing that they do is when opponents are in the red zone, the Packers do a really good job of not allowing passing touchdowns in the red zone. Now, the flip side of that is rushing touchdowns. Mm, yeah, you can have them. So, um, again, like yeah, our rushing yeah. defense is really like the most concerning thing. But at the end of the day, if we can get our offense on track, that's really not going to matter, in my opinion. But I mean, it all matters. But yes, they'll be. They it will. It won't hurt them as much it didn't because teams are going to be in pass mode. You know, I feel you, dog. I feel you. I'm not, I'm not ready didn't to make comparisons in 2010 yet. That's just me. <laughs> okay, didn't matter coach. in 2014. Thanks. Oh, my God. Um, let's take a look at this Chiefs-Packers game. Big game at Lambeau Field on Sunday. I will be with Corey. We'll be doing watch party from Corey's home. We're going to get double dose of fireworks. Actually, no, we're going to get we, – well, should we – Should we? no, they might – we might not do fireworks. We might do the office, so we might be able to see fireworks. We'll just see the fireworks. We'll we see the Lambo fireworks, so we'll, we'll announce fireworks. We have Lambo cam go. We, yeah, we exactly. may have Lambo cam. I don't know. I don't like to do a lot of work, Nagler, so we'll see. We'll see. It's a That's fair a point. It's a fair point. That is a lot of work. You know, I apologize. When it comes that's to my putting brain, up another running, camera, you know? when it comes to putting up another camera, I'm kind of like the Packers are on defense. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. That's very fair. Uh, the Chiefs I'm are the favored. Joe Barry of putting up by cameras. Six. I'm the Joe Barry. Yeah, you are. The Chiefs are favored by six on FanDuel, and I think that's probably going to creep up. Some places I've seen six and a half. Um, home dog. I'm prime time. Let's go, baby. I love it. That's I all right. Embrace it. We were we were Bring already it. weren't weren't we? What were we? We were down. We were eight and a half they, point. They were favored. Eight and a half point dogs to Detroit Lions by the end. By yeah. The time they, so yeah, by, by the time they kicked off, eight and a half started the week at like seven or six and a half, and then it got all the way up to eight and a half by the end. By the time they kicked off on Thanksgiving, so I expect this will probably go up as the week goes along, and the Packers have that fifteen player injury report. Uh. Bring it, man. Home dog. I love it. I love being in this position. The one thing that is going to be, to your point, Corey, like the other shoe dropping or what have you, the offense has enjoyed success these last four weeks, and it's been – we talk about how things aren't always linear, but it has been pretty linear in the sense that the numbers, the production has improved pretty much every week, right? The Chiefs are a different beast. They're a different animal. This is a defense that has held every single opponent that they have faced this year to 21 points or fewer. You know, mm. they they don't give up 
uh, more than that. They they have done a really good job sometimes getting ahead, but also you know they're they're legit everywhere on defense. It all starts with Chris Jones, obviously, but man, it, they they're they're a problem, and it's going to be the toughest uh, test for young Jordan Love that he's probably faced this season. So, uh, speaking of love, revenge game for Jordan Love. I mean, if I'm Jordan Love, I'm going back and I'm looking at how Steve Spagnola had absolutely no respect that first start back in Kansas City two years ago when he just hit engage eight and blitzed everybody all of the time from everywhere in a way you never would with like a veteran quarterback. Like he just went after and after and after Jordan Love. And then couple that with Andy Reid's little quip. I don't even know if it was a quip, but the quote where he was asked about Jordan Love, and he literally didn't even know who Jordan Love was two years ago. Yeah, so that's rude. That's rude. Jordan Love revenge game, folks. Jordan Love revenge game. I want to see it. I need it in my life. Um, let's get to the Deion Sanders quote. Andy Reid. Andy Reid is just. Andy Reid is just still pissed off that he couldn't be a coach of the Green Bay Packers. He's just. He'll. He's Probably. just. He's just still mad that he can't be coach of the Green Bay Packers and win a Super Bowls in Green Bay because that was his lifelong dream. So there you there you have it. <laughs> the Deion Sanders quote of the week. I love this. So Deion was asked about the offseason, the transfer portal, and the NIL deals. And he said, if you come to CU to play football for me and the CU Buffaloes, it's because you really want to play football and receive a wonderful education. We are not an ATM. It's a pretty uh pretty stark line to draw on the sand there from your boy Dion. I read he's this not whole gonna be throwing at- money at these cats. I read this whole athletic, athletic article. Piece, I read it too. Oh my god, it right depressed right. me so much. I'm like, Dion, <laughs> the fucking game is won in the offensive line, bro. Like, help your yep. son out. What are you doing? Yes. Like, yep. bro. And also, like, the other thing that bothers me is like the way he some of his coaching stuff where it's like, yeah, some of that coaching stuff kind of bothered me and like just the mm-hmm. way – yeah, but it's just like so you're, you're going to have to pay to get linemen, bro. You're going to have to pay to get linemen. You're going to have to use NIL dollars to get linemen if you want yep. Colorado to be good. So what you're saying is you don't want him to be the next coach of the Green Bay Packers? Is that is that what I'm hearing? Uh, have we have we shifted our allegiance here? What's going on? Oh, no. I, I would take him as a coach. I think that would be great for Green Bay. <laughs> okay. All right. Not just next to, year. checking no, no, of course not. Down the road, right? I'm just checking the temperature. I After Matt be... has won three or four Super Bowls and he retires. Yeah, right, I got it. I honestly think, like, I honestly think someone like Deion Sanders having a having an excellent, you know, black coach for the Green Bay Packers. I think it's something that we have to do. Like, it has to happen. Yeah, and not at some just point. we 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 have to have one. We have to it it ha- it 100 percent has to happen, and not because of any kind of just it. You know, we just it has to be a thing, and I think Dion would make a great coach for the NFL. I know he says he doesn't want to be one, which is a lo- another reason why someone would make a good coach for the NFL. Because they don't want to be <laughs> the reluctant hero narrative. Yeah, much like I think it would be great. Call. I think it would be great. Here's the call. I, it would completely destroy twelve sixty five culture, which is kind of why I kind of like it. And then also it would. It would completely destroy it, which would be like it would be so amazing because it would be this clash, and so that would be fun. But then, like the national, the national, like we would finally, like we are a national team, but we do not get national love, which is why that turkey leg thing is such a big fucking deal. Because like they wouldn't do that shit to the fucking Dallas Cowboys, okay? If it was the Dallas Cowboys. 
No way, right? They wouldn't do that shit to no the Giants. Chance. But they'll fucking do that no to the Green Bay Packers because nothing's going to happen to them. No, There's going to be no repercussions. And Greg Olson, piece of shit, Greg Olson's going to fucking retweet, oh, that didn't happen. I did. It wasn't that we only had one and I put my hand in the one. Like, fuck you, dude. I can't stand that shit. Like, the disrespect <laughs> on fucking Green Bay Packers from Fox is ridiculous, dude. It's ridiculous. So if we had a coach like that, we wouldn't get disrespected. But, but again, do we really care about the respect from a bunch of losers? No. Do we really care if Terry Bradshaw fucking respects us? No, I don't. So I guess I'm just ranting for no reason. That was that was all over the map, and I, I, I enjoyed every moment of it. That was incredible. Let's get to this week in the Packer blogosphere. That's right, it's this week in the Packer blogosphere, the return of that venerable series. As uh, you heard Corey allude to at the top of the show, at the top of the program here, uh, there's a new phrase going around the inter- on the Packers internet uh, regarding yours truly, calling uh, me a 50-year-old weirdo. And a lot of people ask, what's that about? What is this about? Like, why, why is this a thing? And some people understand where it's coming from. People know the quote uh, from one Pat McAfee on his program the other day, I believe on Monday. And I just wanted to kind of draw out the narrative here because I've had a lot of people ask me about it. And I find it's probably just simplest if I lay it out here, the entire genesis of this, where we've culminated to with me being called a 50-year-old weirdo on uh, the biggest sports program going. I just want to let's go back. Let's set the Wayback Machine for Pat McAfee on his program this past spring when we were in the throes of leverage gate like who had the leverage the jets or or the packers when it came to the aaron Rodgers trade and you know everybody had an opinion including pat and he went pretty hard for his boy aaron Rodgers in attacking brian gutekunst uh you can't put it any other way let's roll the clip the reasons why two very smart people and very good negotiators have not been able to figure it out who's the smart person uh you mean as far as negotiating, like in this negotiation? Yeah, who I mean, are they? Joe Douglas and Brian Gutekunst. Oh, Gutekunst were just automatically assuming he's a smart person? I mean, I, I think... Joe Douglas is proof. Has Gutekunst? Oh, I mean, yeah. that, that's, uh, that's an interesting, right? I think. Yeah, I think he's pretty... I think he's an NFL general manager, those guys. Jordan oh, Love, yeah, they've never been shitty fucking general managers. Jordan, Jordan Love pick is a good one. Probably. If we'll hey, find we out. Find I mean, we don't, no, we don't... We have no idea, right? And, that, and that's the other thing, is like... You know, I've talked to plenty of Packers people who really like Jordan Love and are optimistic, but they know what is the truth. I think you do not know. You like, yeah, you have they're no trading, idea. Clue. They're yeah. trading Aaron Rodgers, and when the lights come on, they think he's going to be good, but the reality is you simply don't know. Okay, I assume Gunther Kuntz is a, you know, a smart human. He's a general manager yeah. for an NFL team. Got there. But just being like, well, we got two really good negotiators. Is like, do we know that? So, of course, Joe Douglas is proven, I think, because he drafted some good players. Not like Brian Gutekunst hasn't drafted Jair Alexander, Rashawn Gary, Elton Jenkins. And now it's looking like Jordan Love. Like the list goes on. So, drafting Ian good players. Ian Rappaport is like, he does not know. He's like, I don't want to touch like, any of this. I don't want to touch what? this. Uh, <laughs> right. mm, totally. Uh, what? Totally. So funny. 100%. So that happened, right? And that 
really got under my skin because I like Pat. I respect Pat. I think Pat does a great job. I think he's done incredible stuff with his program, mostly because he's usually really up and positive and a, a force for good and tends to be a lot of fun. And that particular clip is so spiteful and it's so clear that he's been told these things by Aaron Rodgers. Like, of course, which is fine. Like, Aaron's on his program. That's his meal ticket. I get it, right? So, fast forward to the season has begun, and the Packers aren't doing so well. Tough little run there, that four-game losing streak. And after the Vikings game, not only did they have this little discussion on their program about the Packers and where they were sitting, and but they, like, you know, tweeted out on their social Packers fan vibe check. Funny how that hasn't happened since the Packers won three of the last four, but I digress. Um, so here's what he had to say uh, while the Packers were stinking. Now we're sitting in the time where it's Gutekunst's baby. The coach that he hired, LaFleur. Yep. The quarterback he drafted when he traded up is now the quarterback. The free agents that they brought in, his free agents. The wide receivers, his free agents. Now, they won't give the damn ball to Aaron Jones, seemingly. I don't know why that is. But he brought in A.J. Dillon. This is their team now. This is the next generation of the Green Bay Packers. Tough one to the Vikings yesterday. And it feels like the vibes from you Packers fans are at an all-time low right now. Is that accurate? And how do we get out of this? And what does the future look like? Uh, yeah, all-time low for sure. I, I mean, I... Like you, I go into Sundays now where it's like I'll still watch the games, but like the expectation is that the Packers are going to lose. The game's going to be incredibly boring, and it's going to be very, very frustrating. Five weeks in a row now where they haven't scored a first-half touchdown, which is just insane. I don't know how the hell that happens. What do you mean? I mean, that's— Your offenses have always been good. Haven't they, they have always been Green good. Bay, they've always— Long time. Long time. Oh, Offense God. has always been very good. It's always, always like the other side. Always it. been good. And then, again, I feel like such an ass. Wait, Aaron Nagler told me. What, what do you—, what do you He told me. What do we mean? <laughs> well, that's— What do you tell you? People— Well, he said that Guntekunz got a vision and oh, all this oh. stuff, and me questioning whether or not Guntekunz was a great GM or not, still wondering mm -hmm. if he's great and having the opportunity to prove it. I got— slaughtered by Packers fans for wondering if maybe this decision doesn't work out, how will everybody be judged over there whenever they were the ones forcing that old hippie mm -hmm. out of the building? And remember, I'm just saying that because we obviously carry the, carry carry the water, water for right? Aaron yep. Rodgers and everything <laughs> like that. I mean, you, you do carry the water for Aaron Rodgers, Pat. You know this. It's, that's not a secret, right? So... My name. He knows my name. Funny. Like, there he knew my name. So, you know, Thanksgiving week arrives. The Packers on national television put a hurting on the Detroit Lions. Look good doing it. One more day later, the Jets looking awful. Funny how he's always talking about Gutekunst. It's never about Joe Douglas. No, Joe Douglas was proven, remember? Proven to be horrible, yeah. So then I just, like, put up that clip from the past spring where he's going after Gutekunst. And I just said, I'm here if you need to talk, man. That's all. Pretty simple, pretty straightforward. And so Monday, we got this. It gives you a lot of hope, I think, as a Packers fan. Yeah, I think so, too. And as you watch it, and I, some 50-year-old weirdo who's a fan for the Packers uh, recycled a clip from me talking about, like, as I misspoke whenever I said, is Guti a smart man? Sure. Like, 
Uh, I don't care if he's a smart man. <laughs> Is he a smart GM, though? Right. Is he? Sm- I, I asked that question to Rappaport, like, back in the summer, I think way back March. before the season, in March, in, in, in spring. I said, is he proven to be a smart GM? Like, has, has he proven that? I don't know if he's proven it, but they're looking pretty damn good now, aren't they? And yet, you won't touch that with a 10-foot pole in your comparison to Joe Douglas. Man, just be honest. That's all I'm asking. Just be honest. Like, it's just the the vendetta, which is clearly driven by someone else against Brian Gutekunst, is fucking ridiculous. That's all. It's pretty pretty cut and dry on my end. I mean. I like that, Corey. It's hard to ask someone to be honest when they're driven by someone who's not honest, so. It's a fair point. It's a fair point. I don't know. I'm sorry you broke up. Uh, you're going to have to try me on FaceTime there, Corey. Um, if you could, that'd be great. Let's get to the super chat, shall we? Also, I just do, I do want to say AJ Hawk <laughs> in that one clip, he cannot. He's like, like you. If you, I watched AJ Hawk in the first clip, and he's like, he's kind of mm-hmm. like, I don't. Um, he can. <laughs> I, I can. Right. I can feel AJ Hawk's Packers legacy slipping. <laughs> I can see in his mind. He's like, uh, right. That's my team, you know? It's just so funny because it's like they make Ty to be the Packer fan, but it's like it should be A.J. Hawk, in my opinion. It's just weird. It's just so weird. Well, yeah, A.J. is the professional, and I get it. And I, Look, I like Ty a lot. I think he does is he great the professional? stuff on that program. What is he a professional at? Who, A.J.? He doesn't even He's talk on that program. He, I talk more than fucking A.J. Hawk on the program, bro. He literally sits, he sits there We're and smokes have- a cigar. Oh, I want A.J. Hawk to fucking hate me. A.J. Hawk isn't even one of the best linebackers of the Green Bay Packers. I don't give a fuck about A.J. Hawk, okay? I would love A.J. Hawk to call me a 50-year-old weirdo. I'm not even 50 years old. I don't give a fuck. Don't even get me started on fucking A.J. Hawk. He should be sticking up for the Packers. He's a Packers. If you're a Packers legend, you shouldn't sit there and take that shit. You know what I'm saying? Don't sit there and look all uncomfortable. Fucking stick up for your team. We're going to put you in the Packers Hall of Fame. You're going to be in this this building right here. You're part of 1265 Legacy. You want a Super Bowl with the fucking team. Like, stand up. Don't get me fucking started. Very fair. Very, very fair. Let's get to everyone's chats because I think we have a few. Oh, Ryan Willie. I don't like the 12 p.m. games. 325 games are okay for second half fireworks. I don't like waiting all day for Sunday night football and Monday night football. This 50-something doesn't like getting old. (laughs) Ryan, I think if I'm reading this correct, like he basically doesn't like anything. Like what? What? Ryan's like I don't. I don't. Ryan's a grumpy old man, dude. What the hell? Uh, (laughs) Oh man, uncultured barbarian. Today on Banky on the Beat, Corey looks McAfee right in the eye and says, "I'm your Huckleberry." And on Brandy and the Barbarian, they attempt to go a whole show without slamming Joe Barry, and they they fail. Uncultured, they fail. <laughs> uh, Mimsy, thanks for the super chat. Cheesehead TV, fifty-year-old weirdo, aged whiskey coming very soon. Yeah, it's go. not going to sell I'll very like well. Brian Costanza, <laughs> we're going to beat the Chiefs. So, like, how you're thinking, Brian Costanza? I there you like go, Brian. Come on now, Cheeto O two one eight. This chat brought to you by my bet Packers pounding that kitty. I like it. There you go, like Cheeto. It. There you go. 
I like it. Ryan Willie, I have to disagree with Corey about wanting Taylor Swift at the game. I want Chris and Al to focus on the game. Ryan, we've already discovered there's a lot of things you don't want to have happen. So why don't you tell us something (laughs) you do want to have happen? Okay? But thank you for the super chat. Put some positivity into the world. John Simitovich, give me a Bile Swift shotgun challenge of carry the G or give me carry the G or give me death. Really excited to see how J Lo and the offense can build off of the Detroit game. Go pack, go. Thank you for the super chat. Mimsy, we were in the hunt for six weeks in 2010. That's true. That's true. We were. Mm-hmm. We were in the hunt. We were. We were in the hunt. In the and hunt. Then we had a. And then, they and then we had a long road. Oh my God! Can you imagine? If, uh, I mean, here's the thing. Like I said this in Don't the Patreon it. Happy Don't Hour last it. night. And we were like, <laughs> I was like, okay, there's one thing that's off the table, and that's a Packers playoff home game, and that makes me sad. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, can you imagine? We uh, we go on the road, and um, that'd be crazy. Win it up. All right. Crazy relax. town. Dag, thanks for the super chat. Can we find the guy who donated his ACL to Aaron Rodgers and have him donate his knee as well to Aaron Jones? That there we go. Nice. I like it. That That's a plan right there. Nice. JP, I saw the big cat moved us up from the ass tier to someone has to get the seventh seed in his NFL power rankings. <laughs> Even haters getting nervous. Here's the thing. I saw that. Here's the thing about big cat. I completely trust everything he says about the Bears. And I completely agree that he is so afraid of the Green Bay Packers. It's I think the Green Bay honestly, I feel Beautiful. like the Green Beautiful Bay Packers thing. he's more afraid of the Green Bay Packers than anything else. And I don't know why. It's mm-hmm. like this un it's like it's like it's he some people have agoraphobia or they have a, it's his phobia. Yeah. No, but they're not all Bears fans like have the Green Bay Packer phobia. And it's because of the time he grew up, because he grew up in our time. Yeah. He's like an inverse right. of us. So we're always like, yes. yeah, we're going to win, you know? And he's like, yeah, we won right. when I was young, and then we never won again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> the Bears are literally – like, dude, when he was growing so up, true. the Bears were the all-time winning team in NFL yep. and had the rivalry – had what did they have, like yep. 40 games Way on ahead. us or something ridiculous, like 35, right? Something like so that. they yeah. always had that, right? They were like, he's growing up, and he's like, well, we beat you more times historically. And mm-hmm. now you don't even have that. Right. So you literally have this, like, nope. inverse curve. You're like, woo. Love it. So, I yeah, he's it. he's That's scared great. of the Packers. I love I love everything he says about the Bears, though, especially, like, he, he actually, I think he called me. What did he call me? He called me a name when I was like, oh, Big Cat knows who I am. It's cool. Because <laughs> he follows me on Twitter, and he responded because I, like, reposted something where he said the Bear, like, I quoted something he said on, on the show, and it was like I remember that. how terrible yeah. the Bears were. And I was like, I love this mm-hmm. so much. Brody Nicholson, <laughs> if human size, what position would Godzilla play? Defensive line for sure, for sure. Defensive for sure. line, most likely. Yeah. He would, he would. I'm down dude, with that. He would destroy I, on the defense. I agree with that. Pro personnel evaluation. Uh, Frank Blasi, am I crazy? Can you explain why Sean Ryan isn't starting at right right guard? I feel like he's balling out, yet Runyon keeps getting the snaps. Also, more Carl Brooks. Frank, thanks for super chat. I mean, you're this not is what crazy. I was kind of talking um, about. And like I said. But it's like I said at the top of the show, or you're talking about the offensive line. I mean, you can quibble with how they're going about it, but it's working. I wouldn't mess with it. Hmm. Craig Smith, me. true or false? Aaron Rodgers is the Jim Jimmy McNulty of NFL quarterbacks. He can't help it. 
Oh, that's good. Wow. That's a, that's a new one. I, I don't know. I don't know if it's a direct comparison, but it's pretty good. Like as far as the compulsion and the, uh, the need. Yeah. That's not, that's not bad, man. I can see it. Uh, Andrew Ware, spot fucking on Corey. The disrespect is real. Disrespect has always been real. We've we talked about it on the show. I've ta- I've probably spent more time talking about how national media <laughs> and people disrespect the Green Bay Packers in such a crazy way, especially considering like who the Green Bay Packers are for the sport that they're in. It's incredible, and especially especially New York broadcasters. I have an I have a and 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 to be fair. Los Angeles broadcasters as well. I have an I have an especially um, what do you call it? Uh, an especially dark disdain for national media NFL broadcasters from East Coast and West Coast who have no fucking idea what the NFL truly, truly is made of, uh, and that is the Midwest. So. I, I can't stand the, the the I can't stand the the coastal elite disdain for the Midwest. It just the yeah, coastal elites out here, Corey. Coastal elites. Oh, it's so annoying. It's so annoying. Dustin Logan, Chiefs fans have infiltrated my shadow lane home this weekend, but like the Chargers fans before them, they will be sleeping. Sadly, in all sadly in all green and gold, cooking in all green and gold, and we'll have reminders they are in Green Bay. Dustin. Appreciate the super chat and uh, carrying yeah. the G. There, I mean, that's the thing. Like it. carrying the G. They'll they're they're just gonna have to put up with that shit. Uncultured barbarian, all time low. Don't these schmucks remember the seventies and eighties? Talk about a crucible of crap we had to sit through. And Charles Martin, thanks for the super chat. Oh, God, don't remind me of Charles Martin, Lord. <sighs> Relax, one four two. Bears still suck. You got that right. Perfectly stated. Uh, couldn't agree more. <laughs> Sean Gatchett. Corey with the hotness so soon. R.I.P. Hawk. I mean, I, I, did A.J. Hawk <laughs> even play for the Green Bay Packers? Like, did he even play for Stop. us? Stop. Did Stop. Did he? Stop. Yes. But did he, though? Did he? He made, he made a ton of tackles, won a ring. I mean, played, Clay Matthews is a better linebacker. Week. Clay didn't Matthews is a better linebacker. Didn't miss games. Oh, now they're linebackers. They're not defensive ends. Okay, Nick. <laughs> well, oh, they're defensive ends when they put their hand down. That's what coach. Well, they go to the to the, go to the hey, nickel. I yeah, didn't exactly. say it. I didn't say it. Coach said it. I know. I know. Also, I'm aware. also, what I really want to do, you know, you want to you want to get into the weeds on this shit. I really want to go on Van Ness. That Van Ness play. I I have. Mm. I'm I'm clipping that Van Ness play from last week, and I just I'm mm-hmm. dying to like just. Ask Joe Barry or ask the uh, defensive lines coach, like, okay, so mm-hmm. what is the play here and why doesn't he get penetrated? I just, I want that so badly. I want it in my soul. Janice L, coming in for game, you guys hanging out anywhere? Yes, Janice, glad you asked. We, we are, are indeed. Uh, 12 to 2, Ridgeview Liquor on Ridge Road. We're having a carry the G sampling. If you guys want to play that graphic, if you have it, producing team, that would be great. And you can go ahead and play it while I'm talking. Uh, we're going to be at Ridgeview Liquor. And also, we have, and we're going to talk about it in a second. And there you go. Uh, Aaron and I, noon to 12, Ridgeview Liquor. So it's right down the street from, uh, from Lambeau Field, the old 1265. It's about four blocks on Ridge Road and you can you can taste carry the G and hopefully we're gonna sell out uh, Ridgeview and then also we're gonna talk about this in a second but if you are a Patreon member or a carry the G member we also have a Patreon meetup at Titletown um, 
which is going to be pretty awesome. So uh, make sure you do that. And we'll talk about that in a second. But yeah, we are hanging out, as it were. Uh, Wendy Vance, thanks for the super chat. I want the 50-year-old weirdo T-shirt. Yeah, the guys on uh, the guys on uh, 97.5 The Game, they were talking. That was a pretty cool clip where they were. They I mean, Coon had your back, bro. Coon had your back more than, like, even I usually have your back, which I thought was, like, crazy. I was like, John Coon's coming. You never have job, my bro. back. You always, like, jump in with whoever's attacking me, usually. You rarely have my back. Please, come on. Coon's my new wingman. Let's go. Dude, Coon's coming for my job, bro. That's what, that's what it felt like. That's literally I, I what felt, it, felt like. it felt like. It, yeah. it, it felt like, felt I mean, like he was like, I'm buying the cheese. I mean, he was like talking about all this I stuff. I was like, bro, what, what happened? What world am I living in right now? It was I, great. I, it was great. I loved it. Porkmaster on big cats podcast. He does a bit where he asks for a safe space and asks all Packers fans to turn it off. He then talks worriedly about Jordan love being good. It's great. Anyway, let's go pack. That's so great. Yeah, he, he did. Uh, somebody so retweeted it this week it's so funny it's so good i love it noticeably he used to text me when the packers were doing poorly at the start of the year when jordan love was throwing interceptions and suddenly those texts have all dried up there interesting not forthcoming after the games now anymore i can't imagine why nicholas miles do you think any players secretly follow cheesehead tv yeah i don't know if it's secretly i think the I ones mean, that do i know players that do follow us out front about it yeah yeah david bakhtiari follows one us. of our latest Dave Bakhtiari does, but one of our latest is Rashid Walker. Shout out Rashid Walker, man. Thanks for following Cheesehead TV. Appreciate you, man. I mean, I remember, like, it was fun on Transplants when Aaron and I, we would have, like, we would always have kind of, like, a new guy, but it'd be, like, you know, the yep. sixth-round pick or whatever, and, like, or they'd reach mm-hmm. out and, like, you know, it, it, yeah, I mean, there's, I think. Man, we were hustling people. back in the day. We had tons of players on, man. Like, the, I remember the great quest was to get Nick Barnett on which we finally did, I think, like years after we first started, started trying. Yeah. But, yeah, I think there are some players that follow us. There's no doubt. Yeah. I mean, you know, I I, don't, I, I just feel like players don't have time. It's like you need the unwind time, and you just want to exactly. get – you don't want to listen to a bunch of dumbasses, and we definitely qualify there. Ian, Buffoons, thanks for the super chat. I believe Aaron Rodgers stated. Oh, yeah. Buffoons. Yeah. I'm just happy – hey. Like, I'm just happy people know who I am. You know what I mean? If they're talking shit, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're not, you ain't popping if you ain't got haters. I mean, I'm not, like, I'm not asking for it and I'm not hating on them. And they're just like, oh, you know what I mean? It's like, I'm just living my life over here. I'm just trying to be the Packer fan. I love it. I'm just trying to be the best Packer fan I can be. And if people are going to hate on that, then, you know, fuck them. Ian. Hey, brothers, just jumped on, but can't wait to see you all this weekend as we shock the world again with the Packers win. Go, Pack, go. Thanks for all you do each and every day for Packer fans worldwide. What's up, Ian? Thank you for the super chat. Packfan39, can you all get Tremont on again? Missed that guy. Yeah. He he was going to try to come to my tailgate last time he was here uh, for Alumni Weekend. I believe he was here, Um, but he just couldn't couldn't make it. But, yeah, love to get him on. Love Tremont. He's awesome. Thanks for Super Chat. Stanley Williams, is Joe Barry being aggressive on blitz packages? I don't know about aggressive. He called a good game in the sense that he brought a couple of different pressures. They weren't like the obvious ones where you have, oh, the the linebacker lineup outside and come blazing off the edge, and it's really easy for the quarterback to identify. They had, they had a really nice mix of four-man rushes with a couple of five um, he sent Quay Walker uh, one time up the middle. And I think, Corey, I remember on watch party, Corey was like, yo, 
Goff is scared because he saw, you know, the basically the sea parted, and they always expect that backer to stay in coverage, and all of a sudden Quay Walker came gunning down the barrel. Um, yeah, I thought I, I don't know if he's more aggressive. I think he he's still pretty, you know, limited as far as the number of pressures he calls, but they were pretty damn effective when he did call them on Sunday or on Thursday, no doubt. Mark Gordon, thanks to Super Chat. Players don't have time equals A.J. Dillon needs to tend to his virtual farm. <laughs> go, Pat, go. Well, that's kind of my point, Mark, and I don't know what currency you gave us, but I don't think that's a euro, and it's not a pound, so I don't know what that is. No, that's, that's, that's a euro, I think. I don't think it's a euro because it's got the two. I don't know. I'm, I'm too stupid to understand. I don't but, know. Um, I'm American. Here, this is know. my point, though. This is like my whole point, Mark, is like they need their wellness time. So like playing a game is like you're just not – I kind of get why he plays virtual farm because it's like, hey, I got a kid. I you love my escape. kids and my wife, yeah. and I just need an escape from everything, and I don't want to listen to a bunch of idiots talk about what I got to do. And You know what I mean? Like, And also, mm-hmm. yeah, so that's that's uh, – it's wellness time, virtual farming. King Far, oh, whoa. That happened. Here we go. Rob Granas, Rob Grancy, thanks for Super Chat. Hawk had like a million tackles, but it seemed like most of them were 20 yards beyond the line of scrimmage. <laughs> oh, I'm loving this. I'm loving this. Here's what's I'm loving You this. know what's crazy? I spent the entire time that cat was a Green Bay Packer defending his play. And then like he he blocked me like while he was still playing on, on Twitter. And here I am, like years later, doing the same thing by saying like, obviously, that's an over-exaggeration. Hawk was instrumental in helping bring a fucking Lombardi trophy back to Green Bay, Wisconsin. What do people so not funny. understand? Forget where he was drafted. He was insanely productive, and he was an Iron Man. He never missed games. He always answered the bell. Look, I don't give a shit about, you know, what AJ is or isn't saying about the Packers when he's on with Pat McAfee. He was a really good Green Bay Packer, and that's all I care about. He was a good third-round pick. Unfortunately, he was taken fifth. Boom, boom, Fair boom. enough. I mean, that's the God's honest truth. He's the he's the worst fifth pick the Packers have ever taken. No, he's that's not cool. true. He's, he's the he's tenth worst. <laughs> uh, that's not true. I just said that, and I was like, immediately was like haunted by like anybody we've taken in the first round <laughs> i was just like oh my god jamal reynolds and i was just oh, like I, I actually could think of players and i was like they're terrible i was like what are you saying yep like that just doesn't yep. make any sense king far thanks for super chat appreciate it buddy skyler bertram expect barry to be in his bag sunday taking on mahomes and andy reed must feel like his own personal super bowl with that cover four defense thank you for the super chat hey man barry had a good fucking playing last time around against Mahomes. Like, go back and watch it if you can stomach the stuff on offense from the Packers. That last Chiefs game, he he called a good game. They played well against Mahomes. So here's hoping we dial up some more of that. Uh, I do want to give a shout-out real quick to Johnny Rivers for coming back to the Carry the G Club. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate your support. Uh, and as well as Eddie Pats, Petsky. Carry the, join the Jerry, Carry the G Club. Thank you, Eddie. Really appreciate it, man. Yeah. I, I took back that that saying. I, I took back the that he was the worst. I Rock and roll. Um, let's give a shout out to our Patreon members, shall we? Patreon members out there, you guys are the lifeblood of what we do here at Cheesehead TV. We 
cannot begin to tell you how much we appreciate your support, as well as all you folks with the Care of the G Club, everything you do here on YouTube during watch party, uh, during the happy hours. We really appreciate it. Uh, and as Corey mentioned, this Saturday, starting at 2 p.m., we have our Cheesehead TV meetup. All the information you need is on the Patreon page or on the community tab on YouTube. Here on YouTube, you can find it. I, it brief, all new, brand new, you don't have to search. It's right there on both pages this Saturday. It's going to be a lot of fun. You got anything else for the fine folks at home there, Corey? <laughs> yeah, I do. Mark, that's oh, no. genius. Frank Zombo was also part of a winning a Super Bowl. <laughs> he was. Zombo. Oh, man. Wait, I'm sorry. Why Why do we it. watch? Why do we care? What? What's this all about? It's about winning championships, I, I thought. I like, love it. Look, you can talk all the junk you want. These gentlemen it. put it all on the line. They're bring a title back to giving us a super chat. It's fine. Slow your roll. It's fine. Look, my problem is this is entertainment. It's entertainment. AJ Hawk is now an mm-hmm. entertainer. Okay, so everything's mm-hmm. on the table. Okay, people are gonna call. Okay. Yeah, I love how you're like, I don't defend you, and I'm literally like talking shit about somebody who's not like who I'm who's not defending the Packers and not actually like mm-hmm. should be the one that actually goes against what Pat's saying, but he can't because he's everybody in that house is an Aaron Rodgers fanboy, you know, and that's kind of my point. Well, I mean, it's like. Well- AJ is like one of his best friends. I mean, that, that he's never going to go against Rodgers. I mean, that'd be me, like me blasting you for right. whatever. But, but like, thing but he can also kind of you know? disagree with like the fact that he doesn't disagree. The fact that he, if you look at the there way I he go. looks, there when, I agree with you. If you look yeah. at the way he looks when Pat McAfee is talking shit about Brian Gutenkunz, he clearly disagrees and says nothing. That is all I've, this whole conversation is, right? So yeah, I get I that you. Aaron Rodgers is best friend, but Aaron Rodgers can be your best friend, and you can also say, hey, Pat, you went a little too far. Like, Brian's not stupid. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's all. Right. It's I like instead of saying something, he sits there and says nothing, and I'm talking shit about that. So I got you don't got to defend him. You. It's okay. I'm not. That'll do it for this episode of Packers Transplants. We'd like to thank everyone who makes Cheesehead TV part of their daily Packers routine. We are and will always be devoted to Green Bay Packers fans worldwide. I think it's a fluid situation. And we're, we're I know you guys love it, especially Nagler. I can see you smirking at me right there. Uh, we're going to take it one day at a time. And, uh, <laughs> and just, it's going to be fluid, though. That's all I can tell you.